Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from one of our Kingdom Conferences. So glad to be able to do something like this because, you know, we've done enough conferences over the years where obviously when you get into conference weekend, it's busy, you know, uh, moving to and here and there. And a lot of you guys are leaders here or your leaders in the region and y'all are always pouring out and we really wanted to be intentional with being able to make sure we could pour into you guys. Um, some of our students from the School for Kingdom Advancement are here as well, so we're excited uh, that you guys are with us. So what I want you to really do is just receive tonight, right? We just had an amazing uh, dinner tonight with Thrawen and, and Isabel. Um, I've learned how to, to pronounce it correctly. So Thrawen, everybody say Thrawen. Okay, so there you go. And, um, and we just really know, more importantly, Jesus is here. Um, I shared this last week, and for those are, that aren't with us, um, last week where the leaders advanced up in Reading at Bethel, and uh, we walked over the Sundial Bridge, which spans over the Sacramento River. And uh, it just in the natural, it was a really cool time frame, and some of our leaders were with us, and we were watching fishermen uh, were, were uh, fly fishing, and it was just beautiful. The river's flowing. Well, a couple days later, Bill Johnson began to share about this encounter Lou Engel had specifically in regards to the uh, Sacramento River and how it's the Sacramental River and that the revival that we're entering into, this worldwide thing we've been talking about, dreaming about, hearing the words about, is going to be a communion revival in, in what he was doing. And, um, and there's, there's this part in the Sacramento River where the water turns red, and that's where the fish congregate. So, of course, all the fishermen were there. And um, so on Saturday night, into this last Sunday, I had an encounter with the Lord, and I was standing on that bridge again, and uh, Louis, and I'm watching, and instead of like, there was like four or five fishermen that were there when we were there in the natural, but now I'm standing there, and there's hundreds of fishermen there, and it's like every cast is a big fish coming out, but it was just literally like this, and Lou Engel came walking up on my right side, and he pointed up to the sundial bridge, and he says, I told you, it, I told you it's time, you know, I can't do it like Lou does it. And it just like, and I woke up and it was like, there's something specific about this week. Um, and so with Rowan and Isabel coming in, uh, I know up in Austin at, at Bethel Reading, I mean Bethel Austin, uh, that they're having global awakening is going to be pouring. So God is doing something in our region. Um, and there's just this activation time. So thank you so much for being here uh, with us, all our friends from the region, um, our family here. We're just glad you're here. So why don't you all stand up with me? Uh, I'm going to pray, and then Cindy's going to lead us in a couple songs of worship, and then we're just going to uh, just have Isabel and Thrawn just begin to minister too. So, Holy Spirit, we just thank you so much about your timing, that your timing's perfect, Lord God. And that, that this, Lord, it, we, the sundial, it is time. It's time on your calendar. We're all of man's time and thoughts and plans and purposes really become secondary to your time. And so we just invite you, Holy Spirit, just breathe on us, to speak, bring levels of clarity in ways that we've never had before, just in both our relationship with you, but also the mandates that we carry for bringing your kingdom in this region and in the nations, God. And so we just thank you, Lord, that it's a time like this that you brought us together. So just have your way right now in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, all right, let's worship him.
So you're just free to worship. Just if you want to spread out, whatever you want to do.
just love your presence, God. We thank you, Jesus. Would you come and have your way tonight? Spirit, move in this place. We're here for you. Abba, Father. people said. Amen. Mm, amen. He's so good. <laughs> Why don't you take a moment and love on one another real quick. Can't get into his presence without loving on each other. All righty, you crazy lovers of Jesus, settle down. Uh, I don't know, I'm going to let Cindy tomorrow, we'll introduce uh, Thrallen and Isabel for the conference, but I just, just leaders here, I just want to tell you, you're really in for a treat. Um, I don't think I have to tell you guys, you're here in this region for a reason. You didn't just randomly end up in this region. Uh, everyone, I know you guys, and I know y'all's stories and how the Lord has been really intentional 
And, and it really does take a company of, of people to be able to transform a region. And I look in this room, I'm like, I think we, we've got this, you know, just realizing who's in this room and what y'all carry and the, the love you have for one another and the humility in this room is, is, is incredible. Um, and so I, I really know that God's going to release something to you guys tonight. And when we were in, again, we were in Reading, uh, Banning Leapshire was, was preaching on sun, Thursday night. And, and one thing he kept talking about was, the, the need for prophetic clarity uh, towards mandate. When he said it, it was just like, we know this. Like we talked about, it's important to have clarity in your vision and have a prophetic voice. But it was just the timing of when he said it, is like, oh, we know what's coming into this. So I really do feel like with what, what Isabel and Thrawn are going to release in, into you guys um, and really into our region is going to bring some levels of clarity of what he's doing now. And so why don't you all just stand up and just give them a warm welcome as they come up. Yes. Come on, come on. Why don't y'all extend out your hand? We're just gonna we're just gonna bless them right now. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We just thank you for your goodness, Lord, and we just release, Lord. We welcome them for who they are in heaven. And I just know the Lord says He knows you more. He knows you so well there. You're so known in heaven. So you can make him known here on the earth. And so we just receive who you are, the gift, the calling, the relationships, the stories. And we just, we just say, Lord, let it happen more. Let this refresh in them as they pour out, Lord God. Let them be so backfilled with more that they couldn't give it away fast enough, Lord God. And we just bless what you're doing in this meeting right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. That one too. Thank you guys so much. You have an amazing, you have an amazing healing anointing. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, thank you guys for receiving us so warmly. We just had dinner with your pastors, and you're a lucky church to have these people as your pastors. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's an honor to be here, and uh, like your pastor said, my name is Thrawin, I'm Isabel's husband, I'm Skuloson, and I'm from Iceland, I'm Icelandic, so that's why I'm so strange when you look at me. <laughs> but I would like to ask you to do us a favor, uh, I'm probably going to ask the same thing tomorrow, during this weekend, this weekend is not going to be about the prophetic the prophetic is a beautiful, beautiful gift given by Jesus Christ for the church. So it's a gift from Jesus for the church. We are not going to put our emphasis on the prophetic this weekend as the gift. We are here because of the giver. We are not here because of the gift. So please let us be mindful of not making this weekend about the gift. Let's make it about the giver. And when we leave, please forget us as soon as possible. And don't forget the giver. Don't look at us. We are just people like you who Jesus has given a gift for you guys. So it's about him. It's about Jesus. It's because of Jesus. And it's all for Jesus. It's not about the gift. 
So let us be mindful of that during this weekend. It's trying to get in here. <laughs> and um, so here we are, and it is an honor to be with you. And um, also to see what God is doing and uh, what he will do. We are, as soon as we, uh, shortly after we arrived, landed yesterday, I heard the Lord say, in this land, uh, and you guys are ready for enlargement. And you have been positioned for enlargement. You have been prepared for enlargement. And it's the time when the slingshot has gone all the way to the back, has been pulled as far as it can be pulled, and it is being is ready, the fingertips are pulling back and letting go. There's a massive release coming for you. And it's already, it's not one day, it is the now season. This is the now time, this is the now season, and this is the time where the kingdom is manifesting now. And it is very exciting to be with people like you, even as we were having dinner with the pastors and Cindy. And... Um, Hearing and realizing that, yes, this is a place of a stewardship. And that is so important. It's one of the currencies of heaven. It's a stewardship, and it moves the hand of God powerfully. And tonight, I just have a little message for you with good news from Amos 13 to 15, which is a release as I was praying and asking the Lord and it is a now word for you of what God is doing now. And this is the, the thing, one of the things that the kingdom of God, we have had, which is really sad, is this mindset of holding everything a bit loosely, saying one day, one day, one day, like Moses and the people of Israel, one day, one day, one day. But what I know for a fact is that that mindset doesn't work anymore. We are in the now time with the now people and the now leaders. And it is that time of Joshua and Caleb. They said, now. We're not waiting. Now. Why wait? And uh, so we have to shift from that mindset of we will see what happens, we will see what God will do, to arising and becoming more proactive in the kingdom of God. And this is global. It's all over the world. I was, I've been a church planter, many church plants. I've been a pastor for 25 years. And I'm not pastoring right now, but I love pastoring and, you know, helping people and raising people and all kinds of things like that, like all of you in different areas. So I am on both sides of the fence. And now I have a pastor who used to be in my youth group, is really cool. <laughs> I know. He was 14 years old, and now he's my pastor. He's amazing, absolutely amazing. And his wife used to be like this big. Now she's a mighty woman of God, and they're my pastors, our pastors, but my pastors, I saw them grow up. Amazing. She just became a councilwoman in the city. And um, having our church has moved into now government and political influence. But it is wonderful. And so, anyway, so what I'm saying is because you are leaders, 
I want to talk to you as leaders, not just as church people, although we are both. But there is that part of um, we need to mobilize people. We need to motivate people. We need to get people up. You know, people just became accustomed to waiting to see somebody else do it. You get us there. The people of, his, of Moses' generation, they make it happen for us. You do it for us. But then the Joshua generation is, we are doing it together. We are doing it. We are going now. We are doing it. Because everyone has a piece of the promised land. In the promised land, and their name is on it, and we just have to take it. So it's really important. But, you know, I always see, I always saw pastoring when I planted churches and my late husband and me. And when we were pastoring, it is very much like parenting. Leadership is like parenting. You can't, it's just the simplest way of doing it. And it is being able to raise the people and motivate them. And it's up to us to help them, you know, align themselves with the Holy Spirit as we align all of us together with heaven. So Amos is the now word for you, and I want you to hear it as it is now. And when we hear something as it is now, we then act on it now. You don't wait. It is now. You know, if a storm is coming, you need to prepare the house now. And so this is what it is, and this is what is part of this weekend. And it is, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the one who gathers the harvest, and the one who treads the grapes shall overtake him who sows the seed, for the harvest continues until planting time. I'm reading from the Amplified, just in case you're wondering about the extra words. And the harvest continues until planting time. That is now. It has begun. We are right there, right now. When the mountains will drip sweet wine and all the hills shall melt. That And then it, the Amplified says that is everything that once was barren will overflow with the streams of blessing. What has been barren in your lives is coming back to life. And we are in the time, and I will read the other portion in a minute, but we are in the time now where we have to think harvest and plowing at the same time. We have been sowing, plowing, breaking ground for so many years. And it is exhausting, but we keep on doing it. That's why we are here. That's why we are leaders. Because we don't give up. We have vision. We know there is more. But we need to now switch our mindset to also gathering harvest. We don't want it to fall through the cracks. We don't want to miss it. It's really, really important that in this season we prepare and we set both tracks at the same time. And we start gathering. We start looking, harvesting, harvesting, harvesting. How do you prepare to harvest? What do you do if you're going to harvest? What do you do? What areas of your lives are ready for harvest? And when we don't think harvest, we miss the harvest. So it is this part of what has God said to you. What promises do you have? Because it is time to harvest. 
And it is now heaven is ready to do it. Heaven is ready to release it now. So we have to look at what areas, what blessings do I have I'm waiting for? What have I been plowing for? What seeds have I been watering and weeding? Or if not, quickly get watering and weeding those seeds in your lives, in your home, in your family, in your marriage, in your ministry, in your business, in your health, in your finances, in every area because God is moving now. It is time for harvest. You see, and the harvest will come in every area. Every prophetic word that God has given to you brings harvest. Every promise you have, every word of the Bible has harvest. Every sermon you have heard from your pastor brings harvest. Because God's word doesn't come back void. It will fulfill its promise, but we have to Focus on that. What is the harvest? As we plow at the same time. That's what Amos is telling us. It is now. Plowing and harvesting at the same time. Because it is increase and enlargement. And increase and enlargement sounds wonderful, but it is a lot of work. A lot, lot of work. We need more workers. We need to equip more. We need to raise more. And I know this house is doing that. And we'll continue doing it. But we have to invest into these things. So what are those areas that you don't miss it? You see, and when we start looking, when you start looking and harvesting in your lives and what God has said, and uh, then you will see heaven becoming more obvious. You will see the obvious become obvious. Because when you don't look in that, with that mindset, then you miss out what is happening in front of you. What God is doing because you are not looking at it. When you just look at plowing and overcoming the problems that are getting through, at sowing the seeds are breaking ground, then you miss what is budding through on the other side. You see, so we have to be very, very attentive to these things because God is bringing both at the same time every day. What is my harvest? The harvest of today. What is the plowing of today? You see, both things because God is doing it now. And I promise you, and I'm speaking prophetically, that as you do it, you are going to see incredible acceleration and you are going to see an enlargement and advancement. Because a lot of the hurdles that have been, have been, they're not, they're not, will not be again hurdles. There has been a lot that has been done, a lot of battles have been fought, a lot of work has been done, and a lot of victories. Now it is time for you guys and for this land to receive the plunder. It is time for plunder. And that is a wonderful thing. It is time for plunder. The spoils of your battles are ready on the fields to be collected. And God has gathered it. It has been fought. There has been a tremendous battle in the heavenly realm over your destinies, over this church, over the city, over the kingdom of God in here, other churches and ministries too. 
And there has been a lot of battle, a great battle, because there is an amazing mandate, and I just heard the trumpet, an amazing mandate for revival out of this land, out of Texas, and out of this land. And there, has, there is a lot that has been invested from heaven. The battle has been raging, but God has called it to an end. Therefore, now we can move on. You can move on because God has opened doors for you. And second trumpet just went off in heaven. God is moving on your behalf, and there is great release that is coming for you. But when I say it is coming, I'm talking about now word. It's a now. It's coming now. It's not coming one day. We will see when it comes. We will do. No, it's now. Like the baby is in the birth canal. And it is now. What has God sent? That is the first part. The second part is, like I said, is sitting here, the mountains will drip again with new wine, fresh wine. They will overflow with the streams of blessing. It will... It says, and the hills, the mountains will drip with sweet wine, and the hills will melt, shall melt, as everything that once was barren will overflow with the streams of blessing. God is bringing resurrection life into your lives, resurrection life into your ministries, into everything. It is everywhere and everything. There is a spirit of resurrection life that has been released. A wind of resurrection life, a new breath has been released over you and over this land that is going to cause new life and is going to cause the barren areas of your lives and those areas that dried up, the areas in which you have been tested, areas in which you have been robbed, areas where, where the devourer came, Areas where you have been, you have seen destruction or there are areas that just died out of disappointment, fears, frustrations, attacks, whatever has been, that is not the point. The point is, if you have been robbed and an area of your life is not fruitful anymore, that used to be fruitful, is coming back to life. And you are going to see the resurrection life come in every barren area of your lives. And when resurrection life comes, everything comes to life. Everything. Not just wombs opening up, which you are going to see a lot of that happening in this place. A lot of it is going to happen. Because God is releasing a deposit. There is a deposit of resurrection life and breath of life. And if you are a leader in another church, you will take it back and release it if you wish. And God will do it. But the Lord is bringing it into this land, and he's leaving a deposit for you to build upon, and that's going to cause even the raising of the dead. The raising of the dead and the miracles and the raising of the dead will be heard out of this area, and even out of this church, and it's going to be heard, and it's going to become um, not common, but uh, as in you know, household name, kind of, you know, Walmart is common, not that way. It's going, but it's going to be abnormally normal. It is going to be, you know, frequent. It's going to become part of what happens around here. Texas has an amazing destiny for revival and breakthrough. And it is time for Texans to take it. 
It is time, and God is going to bring a lot of people from other parts of, the, of, of America to Texas. A lot of people are going to be called, and are being called to come already, because it is time, destinies are linking together, and God is releasing and taking many, and there will be some that will be removed out of Texas that will go to another places, because their destiny is elsewhere. But those whose destiny is part of this are being called back. They're being brought. There is a great shift that is happening, a great movement that is happening. But there will be no barrenness anymore in your life. It's what the Lord said to me. I am restoring the perennials in my kingdom. The perennials. We like the annuals because new blessings, new gifts. What else is God going to give us? What is new? And we like that. We love that. And the prophetic brings lots of that. But the perennials are very important because they were given to us by God. And, you know, perennials, they keep going and going. And, but there are times when they may skip a, a season or two, but the bulbs are under there. And what the Lord is saying is, he has not taken away what he gave you before. He has not taken it away. Whatever you saw in the past, in areas that you moved, in areas of blessing, of prosperity, of joy, of breakthrough, of gifts, and anointings and mantles, as God is restoring it, it has, was not taken away from you. It became dormant. But God is restoring it. And you are going to see as God is releasing more and more this breath of resurrection. And as you will pray for an impartation in a few minutes. But as you take it and you release it and you invest into this, you are going to see many things that once were coming back to life. And you are going to see vision that you once had becoming alive, fresh today again, along with new vision that is coming, along with the annuals, the perennials and the annuals increasing together, which is amazing. And then it says, the rest of the passage of the verse, chapter, uh, the verse there says, also, I will bring back the exiles of my people Israel, and they will rebuild the deserted and ruined cities and inhabit them. They will also plant vineyards and drink their wine and make gardens and eat their fruit. I will also plant them on their land and they shall never again be uprooted from their land which I have given them, says the Lord. This particular word, yes, it's applicable to Israel, but right now the prophetic word I have for you is God is bringing back the prodigals. God is bringing back the prodigals. And there is a restoration. The exiles are coming back. God is restoring prodigals. And you may not see them all come back to this house or to whatever house you are part of, but they will come back to the kingdom of God. God is restoring the prodigals back, and he is bringing them back. He is bringing them back. You have prayed for them, keep praying for them, welcome them, prepare for them to come. Make room for them. Let God know they are welcome, and get, re get 
ready for them because they're coming with baggage, they're coming with challenges, they're coming with a lot of things that they didn't have before. You have to prepare for the bad, the good, and the ugly. There will come a lot of ugly, especially with this time and age out there. All the things that are happening out there. You need to prepare for them. You see? But as you do, make room for them. Get ready to receive them the way they are and fix them up and help them. You know, that's not a problem. But um, you need to... But we need to be excited that God has promises to restore them. He says, I will bring back the exiles of my people. That's those prodigals. They're coming back, the exiles. They left, they took off, they disappeared, they were kicked out, the devil took them away, whatever. It doesn't matter. That was then, this is now. And it says, and they will rebuild. They're coming to be part of the greatest army. They are coming, and they will be the most on fire that you will ever see. They're coming with purpose. They're coming with anointing. They're going to be so empowered and motivated that they are going to rebuild. They're going to restore. They're coming because their own journey, what they have been through, will be the fire that they carry. Been there, done that, I know how to do this. That's going to be amazing. It is amazing. If you make room for this, it is going to be amazing. They will rebuild. They will, the deserted and ruined cities and inhabit them. That is powerful because they will rebuild what the enemy has destroyed. They're coming to bring restoration. God will use them for restoration. As they come, they're coming, they will bring restoration back into the kingdom of God. He says they will also plant vineyards and they will drink their wine. They will be fruitful. They're going to be so fruitful that they are going to provide wine for the kingdom and for, for the rest of us. They are going to be the, the purpose that they they are going to have is amazing. It's powerful. God is turning into good what the enemy intended for harm, whatever they have been through. God is turning it into good and it's going to be so fruitful for the kingdom. What the enemy has done, whatever destruction you have seen them or know of, that those that you have been praying for, and many others you may not have been praying for, but we need to start praying for all of them. You know, whatever it has been is going to become one of the greatest harvest fields. What a powerful harvest because of what they have been through. So this is exciting. They will plant vineyards. They will produce wine, fresh wine, good wine. They will make gardens and they will eat their fruit. They will eat their fruit. You know, that is amazing because that is a promise for their personal restoration too. That is a promise that they will get their cake and eat it too this time. That's what that means. They will get their cake and eat it too. That the too good to be true will be for them as well. That is exciting. We have amazing news to give them, isn't it? 
You have amazing news to give them of what God is going to do with them as he brings them into the house. And then, listen to this, and I love this one. And this is a promise from God. And I will also plant them in the land. Plant them. Plant them. It's not tentative or temporary. Plant them in the land and they shall never again be uprooted from the land. They will never live again. That is a powerful promise from God. I will plant them, secure them and keep them safe. They will never be uprooted again. That harvest is powerful. And it's a forever harvest, a permanent harvest that God is bringing. And so, this is really good news. And the third trumpet just blew. And God is bringing these three areas to you. And he's releasing them. And there's an advancement. It's a push forward. I just keep seeing you guys being pushed forward tremendously. You know, as we prepare for this, as you prepare for this, because God is doing it. And you know, one of the things that we deal with the most as we are in this season of building and rebuilding and building and rebuilding and faith and strength and going forward is the part of the promises of God. And I want to speak a little bit because this is going to be very important and very necessary in the days to come for this three areas that God is releasing in here, and it is that part of the creative power of God's Word. The creative power of God's Word, where we have to live, especially as leaders, in heavenly perspective. It is pivotal right now, and I have heard this very strongly from heaven, we need Desperately, especially as leaders, we need to teach and bring heavenly perspective. You see, because we have been trained and equipped and predisposed to live in human perspective. Because it's obvious, you know, and that's how since we were little, since we were born, we started there in human perspective. And so... The kingdom of God has been stuck, literally stuck in the mud in many areas, even prophetically, destiny in every area. It has been a problem because we are trying to build and live in human perspective. And it doesn't work. So we know there's this story, you know, not this story, it was a real thing, but there's the part when Jesus was talking to the disciples. And he said to them, um, you know, what was going, he gave them the news of what was going to happen to him when, he went, when they went to Jerusalem. And he told them he was going to be uh, captured, he was going to be beaten, he was going to be tortured, he was going to put in prison, and then he was going to be killed. You see, and this is something that we go through a lot as we walk with God and as we pursue the promises of God and as we hear more promises, it is really important right now that we make the switch to heavenly perspective because there is no time to waste. Time has actually changed. There is no time to waste anymore. 
Every minute is important, every hour is important, every day is important, really, more than before, because it's important. Like, we don't have the time, the luxury of time that, you know, we had up until recently in the past, well, well, one day, there is acceleration in the kingdom of God. I believe the Bible, Jesus said, I'm coming back, and I believe him. And uh, so everything in the Bible will be fulfilled. I believe that. And so, but have human, uh, the, the difference between heavenly perspective and human perspective is an area that I wish when I started in leadership in the kingdom of God almost 40 years ago, I would have learned then. It would have made things so much easier. And even in my personal Christian life and my, in my prophetic journey as well to into destiny, if I had understood that. So Jesus is telling them everything that is going to happen to him. And he just, you know, spoiled the pie. Everything he said destroyed the vision. They had a plan, they had a vision. Jesus was coming to take over. He was going to cause a revolution of some sort and they were going to get their victory and get rid of the Romans and everybody and restore the kingdom, yada, yada, yada. They had a plan, the Messiah came, the prophecy said this is going to happen, he's going to do it. And now he's telling them they're going to kill me. Like, really. And this is something that we go through in our lives personally, but also in, as, as a leaders in, church, in our churches and ministries or, you know, whichever area you are in ministry, whether it is the kitchen ministry or the pulpit ministry, makes no difference. So, uh, we go through this. And so, we have a plan. God speaks, we make a plan. This is how it's going to happen. We all do it. This is what's going to happen. And we hear these new promises God gives us. This is how it's going to happen. And then we begin to, you know, plan it out for God. And we, you know, very spiritually suggest, but we're actually telling him, do this, and it will come to pass. And so, um, now Jesus is telling them, that's not the way. It's going, that's going, your plan is not going to work. He is spoiling the plan. And that is one of the hardest things we go through. Because we don't like changes. We want it to happen quickly. Because our way is better. Because we figure it out. This works for us. If God does this, this, and this, this is, works for me. It's easy. Just do it. And so, you see, but... He's telling them that, and then, of course, I'm sure they were all like, huh, really? Looking at each other, you know, like, this is not the way it should be. And you know, that's what happens to us as we go along, and then a wrench comes, you know, the devil throws a wrench, sometimes God himself throws a wrench in our plans. As we are going happily, you know, advancing, believing we're doing things the way we should be doing them, and so, Peter, I'm sure, like, this has been talking, please. This is not, this is just me talking this part. But I, I figured, you know, this out, you know, the 12 guys are probably looking at each other, and then they huddle somewhere. So what are we going to do? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? What's happening? You know, and then Peter comes to talk to Jesus. I'm pretty sure they picked him because he's the one who's always putting his foot in his mouth. 
And so, you know, you go tell him, Peter, do something. And so, because Peter blew in more than once. So, I, he's one of my heroes. I love Peter. You know, but also that teaches me one of the most amazing things in leadership. The leadership of Jesus was so amazing that Peter was not afraid to make a mistake. That is heavenly leadership. You know, when people know that they're safe, they can be real and they can make a mistake, that is someone you can trust. And vice versa, they can trust you because there's no... People know you have their back when they make a mistake. And to be safe enough to know that I can make a mistake doing my best, I can make a mistake and where my leaders have my back. And to be a leader that knows that I will have their back, they will also have your back. Those people will die for you. And, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean? That kind of safety that goes both ways. And that's what Jesus... Jesus, pro Jesus provided a safety and acceptance, a security and a trust that Peter was comfortable, was, he could be real. He wasn't, I like him, he was not very spiritual, I don't think. You know, he just said things as he saw them and thought them and, uh, you know. But the one thing I get out of that in his relationship with Jesus is he knew he was loved and accepted. He was safe. He could trust Jesus to be real, completely real. Jesus they knew each other at a whole other level because of that. There's a way of knowing each other's heart and ways, you know, that is amazing. And because of that, I am sure you look at the whole history of it all. And Peter, the one who made the public mistakes and probably many private mistakes, was the one who spearheaded the revival of the book of Acts. Come on. Jesus knew he could trust that guy. He was real, and he had, they had each other's back, especially after the, you know, the rooster thingy. That was a biggie, uh, you know. And uh, so, here we are. There comes Peter. Now, there's Peter. Peter was, you know, if you go before, there's Peter. He was the one who got it right, the one who said, you know, who do they say I am? And they are all saying, Peter got it. I cannot imagine. You know, wait, when Jesus said, yes, you got it. And I mean, Peter just saying, I heard from God. I got it. I heard from God. It was the word of heaven. I heard from God. I gave the right word. I'm the man of the hour. I'm the prophetic voice in this team. I know. And I will, I'm directing, and look at what Jesus said. He was impressed, you know. Look, he was impressed with how prophetic I am and how good I didn't. You know, so that was then. Now fast forward to this situation. Somebody has to save the day and save Jesus. You know, because Jesus is going to be in great trouble. He's going to be arrested and yada yada and then killed. So we have to save the plan, save the vision, Save the ministry and even save Jesus in this whole thing and save ourselves. This is a big thing. And as leaders, we often do 
face all of that. And so there he is, and Peter comes with a plan. He comes and says to Jesus, you know, he takes him aside, and the Bible says that he rebuked him. You know, he rebuked Jesus. You know, not as in rebuking of casting demons, but in, um, in well, you know, he rebuked him. Like, what are you, what's wrong with you, so to speak? So he says to Jesus, this is my version of the Bible, not published yet. <laughs> and, uh, and he says to Jesus, okay, Jesus, this cannot happen. We have to stop this. We have to fix this. Not good. It's very simple. If they're going to do that to you there, don't go there. Let's not go there. You know, let's just go somewhere else. Skip it. It's easy. We know we're forewarned. So when you're forewarned, we can stop it. We change the plan. Because we have to save this, so we just change the plan. Don't go. We have the whole rest of Israel, not too big, but big enough when you have to walk everywhere. So let's go there. We go everywhere else, and let's leave them. Don't go there. I mean, they skipped it when... Joseph was, they were going to kill them, you know? First, Herod and the babies, and so they, go, don't go there, right? The angel came and told Joseph in the dream, don't, uh, told the, to the wise men, don't go there, don't go back to Herod, go another way, skip it. Then he said to Joseph, don't go there, and so take the mother and the baby somewhere else, change this. So this is the same thing. You know, let's don't go there. Don't go there. It's, there's precedent here. It's in the Bible, but they didn't have the Bible, but there's a history. You know, it's, it is there. These two guys did it. So, come on. We can do the same thing. And it will work for us. We avoid this. The plan continues. Vision continues. Let's do it. We're good. You know, so in reality, he said to Jesus in the, in the real version of the Bible, heaven forbid this happens to you. If that's going to happen there, literally he said, you know, let's go somewhere else. But then, you know, it sounds good, fixes everything. It's amazing. Let's do this. And, of course, he's a prophetic guy in the, in the team. He heard from God the other day. So powerfully. And so, imagine when Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. As a response. Now, when we understand that Jesus was not calling Peter Satan, he was rebuking the source of the idea. The source of the idea. And that is one of the areas that we need to learn quickly, discern the source of the idea. Just because it makes sense, it doesn't mean it's from God. You see, just because it aligns with your belief system, it aligns with your doctrine, it aligns with anything and everything that you can think of, it doesn't mean it is God. What Peter was saying was, you know, made perfect sense. It fixed everything. And you see, when, when I was leading, uh, when my late husband leading churches and planting churches and pastoring churches, we wasted so much time in leaders' meetings and, you know, and trying to figure things out, debating ideas. And as I look back, you know, I wish we had taken time 
to discern the source of the ideas instead of discussing the ideas before uh, you know before we did anything we made so many mistakes because of that and many times things got actually we spoiled the plan by following ideas because we didn't discern the source of the ideas they made sense it fits the vision it fits the prophecy it fits the promise you see and so he said jesus said to peter there you know get behind me satan because and she is addressing um the source here but also teaching us a big lesson and he said because you are a deadly trap to me so you are a deadly trap to me you are a stumbling block another version says to me because he's still dealing with the devil you are a deadly trap to me you are a stumbling block to me so because you function with human perspective not with heavenly perspective that is a key one of the biggest keys that has been hidden and buried for so long and we have missed it so many times and I wish I had learned this a gazillion years ago and <clears throat> you see because is that you function in human perspective another version says because you process everything with human perspective no heavenly perspective because you and this another version says because you process everything according to what makes sense to men not what makes sense to God that's the difference between human perspective and heavenly perspective. Another version says, because you function, you make all decisions, you process everything according to human point of view, to man's point of view, not to God's point of view. Heavenly perspective versus human perspective. So we have to be very careful right now as we build in this powerful stretch, this powerful promises, this powerful release that we built into those three areas. I want to encourage you to build in those three areas with heavenly perspective, not human perspective, because what happened with, uh, with those guys and Peter is from human perspective, the news that Jesus just gave them were bad. It had to be stopped. It has to be fixed. It had to be changed. Something had to be done. From heavenly perspective, it was the most powerful, amazing, glorious thing for eternity. That then happened. You see, and the plan didn't change. The vision didn't change. The, the, the process changed. But that's it. It's just the process that changed. But... The scriptures are still the same, being fulfilled, just like your promises and your prophecies are still the same. Just because the process changes, you see that the destination doesn't. So that is what happens. We change that many times the destination because of the process. And we become the, the fly on the, in the ointment spoiling everything because of our great ideas on how to fix it. If you do this, if this one does that, if that one changes, if you change, then this is going to work. We, let's do this and it will work. Let's do this and this will work. But what we have to make sure is that 
now, in this time and this season, we follow the instructions. Follow the instructions, people, how we deal with things, how we build with this, how we prepare for that, how we get ready for that. What do we do when the problems come? You are going to face challenges in these three areas that, and I, I didn't pull them from my head. I have spoken on this before when the Lord has told me in other parts of the world, but never like I'm speaking to you. This is a prophetic word I'm giving you tonight. And uh, I'm not in the, in the way, it's different, the way I'm sharing this scripture with you because it's tailored for you. But you see, it's in these areas, make sure that you get the idea from God, even if it doesn't make sense to you. And you are going to have a lot of challenges in these three areas. Now, many people will tell you that doesn't work. Don't do it this way. This is how we traditionally do it. This is what history says about this. This is what the books say about that. We go with the Bible and the mind of God. You see, stick to that. Seek God and seek his, per his perspective to face every challenge that you're going to face when... <clears throat> Restoration comes in the barren areas of your lives and then seek God's perspective for each other. As leaders, you are going to see it happening not just with you but with people under your care. Make sure that you don't stop the, the, the restoration and the work. When the exiles come back, you are going to need so much heavenly perspective. And I will tell you in a minute one of, my, of the secrets that my late husband and I learned for this because we had that happen a lot, you know, and it was prophetic words, prophecies. What prophecies do they have? And if they come without prophecies, which they do because they forget that they, if they had them. And we didn't do it for their sake. We did it for our sake. We need a heavenly perspective about them because we knew they're going to drive us crazy. We knew if we didn't get heavenly perspective, we'll probably kick them out of the church. Because they would challenge us, their ways, their behavior, all the baggage that they bring. They were going to kill us and we were going to fail it. But when we had prophecies, of we prophesied over them and heard the heart of God and heard destiny and everything, then we were safe. We kept going back to that. It's too long to tell you stories, but we kept going back to that. Yes, we have to help them change their ways, but we know who they are. We know what God says. We have heavenly perspective to deal with this person until they become that. And we saw tremendous success. The transformation of people. You know, that, and the ability to tell other people, you have no idea how many times I said but people in our team and other leaders and even other leaders in the city and telling them what they wanted to drastically do something. And I would just say, yes, this, I know. I would like to smack them on the back of the head too. But this is what we have from God. Heavenly perspective, we have this prophecy. So let's work towards this. Let's make decisions that don't spoil this. Let's not spoil this and work against the prophecies they have received. 
because that is heavenly perspective. As we deal with the situation, this works for our children, this works for marriages, this works for everything. It works in business, it works at work in the office, at work, it works. Trust me, it works. When you seek heavenly perspective for your co-worker, God, show me your heart for my boss before, you know, I get fired. You know, and all these things, get a heavenly perspective in everything because we have a lot to lose if we don't. So, let's finish this quickly. So, heavenly perspective. The problem with, heavenly, with human perspective is this. Heavenly perspective, human perspective is the need for understanding. That is what causes heaven, human perspective. The need for understanding. I need to understand why this, why this, why this, why this. I have to make things, it has to make sense. That's human perspective is when you need things to make sense. So when you explain something to someone, when you tell them something, it makes sense. So you don't look foolish and God doesn't look foolish. You see, imagine if Abraham would have functioned in human perspective. He had no answers for questions. He had no understanding. He didn't know what was going to happen. See, that's heavenly perspective, that's faith. Human perspective says, if I understand you, if I understand, then I will trust you, then I will believe you. That's human perspective. Make me understand you. Make, make it help me make sense. Make sense. I need this to make sense. I need your behavior to make sense. I need your plant. I need this. I just need the situation to make sense. So, if you make sense to me, then I will trust you. Satisfy my need for understanding and to make sense. Then I will believe you. We apply that to God. If I understand you, I will be, trust you, then I will believe you. But if I don't understand you, if my why questions are not answered, then I cannot trust you. Why do you do this? Why do you allow that to happen? Why this? Why that? This doesn't make sense. This goes against this part of the journey goes against what what you said or where I'm going and my plan to get there goes against my plan I made based on your promise. You see? So we base faith on that. We base faith on understanding what God is doing. We say we don't. We know how to repeat the scripture and say by faith, not by sight, and we know what, no. In reality, in the application of it in our lives, we base faith on understanding what God says. If it makes sense, then I can trust him. Then I will believe him. Then I'll have faith. You see? And then it has to make sense. It makes me feel good. I need to feel good. 
to understand. Understanding brings security and makes you feel good. You see, faith is completely the opposite. Heavenly perspective is, I don't get it, but I trust you because you're good. And I believe what you say, even if it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. If I don't understand, I still believe, I still follow you, I still trust you. You know, like Job said, even if he slays me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense. His wife wanted understanding, his friends did. Said, even I don't, even I will still trust him. You see, that's heavenly perspective. So, we need heavenly perspective for this. This is funny, but we do. We need heavenly perspective to be able to do this because our soul, mind, will, and emotions, our soul is, you know, what I think, what I feel, and what I want. That's your soul, mind, will, and emotions. What I think, what I feel, and what I want. They are the ones that need the satisfaction. So it is going to you know, wrestle with you inside. It will make you feel sick. It will make you feel stressed. It will make you feel, you know, hyperventilating and it's going to, you know, it's a, it's a horrible state when this conflict is happening because your soul is demanding, your emotions are saying, settle this for me because it is, you know, the place I need, I need, I need, I need understanding, I need this. The why, why, why is there. And I tell you, that will give you nausea and all kinds. It will, it will actually make you sick. It actually makes you sick. And because the soul is very powerful and emotion. So when this happens, they need to understand, they need to understand why did my goldfish die when I was five? You know, why did Goldie die? Because I know when I prayed for Goldie before I went to school. And you can still be stuck there and you are 55 years old now. But you are still stuck and Goldie died when I was five. And I, why can't I cannot trust God because he let Goldie die? You know, and so human perspective versus heavenly perspective. The only solution for that is heavenly perspective. Heavenly perspective means you live with unanswered questions. You live with many unanswered questions. You see, and you just learn through the years to give it up sooner and sooner and sooner. My brother was murdered a month ago in a horrible situation. And I had the only way I could get through not losing it the way I felt like losing it was stepping into heavenly perspective and accepting there will be an answer questions. For my soul, my human perspective, my heavenly perspective is in God. And I found comfort and peace in that. Otherwise, I would be stuck there for probably the rest of my life because it was quite brutal what happened to him. You see, so... We need to find this in whichever situation it is. So heavenly perspective. The heavenly perspective to our need for human perspective. This is so cool. We need heavenly perspective for everything. A heavenly perspective for that is in Isaiah 55. That's it. This is in Isaiah 55. Where it says, For my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And... My ways are higher than your ways. 
My friends, that's heavenly perspective to satisfy our need to understand. That's the only, that's the only way to do this. To satisfy our need to, to understand is a heavenly perspective. For my ways are higher than your ways. My reasons and the reasons and the situations behind the scenes are way over your pay grade. Even if I tell you, you will not understand it. It's so far above your brain capacity. It's so far above your human, your emotional capacity. You see, Isaiah 55 is like this. You have a three-year-old, four-year. Let's go to four years old. You have a four-year-old. You know, three and four, four years old. Actually, you know that four-year-old asks an average of a. This is documented 415 questions a day. Because they, they are forming their bank, their understanding bank, bank, they're filling their bank of understanding. So why, 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 why? Until you think one more why and I'll put them in a banana box and ship them to grandma. You see? And so, um, so you have this four-year-old, and you are telling him, you have to brush your teeth. You have to brush your teeth. But why? 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 Because what they're saying is, make me understand why, and I will do it. That's how we deal with God. Make me understand why, and then I will trust you and believe you and do it. Obedience. We, we obey if we understand. If we don't understand, we don't obey. And obedience is better than sacrifice. You cannot obey God with human perspective. You can only obey God with heavenly perspective. So, you are there for, and, but why? But why? But why? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to brush my teeth. So, if I don't understand it, it doesn't make sense to me. Why will I do it? Why will I have patience if I don't like it? Make me understand the reason why it's worth for me to have patience. Or be kind or be loving, or be forgiving. Make me understand, I'm a counselor. I spent years in counseling people, trying to convince them to forgive somebody. And at the end, they would forgive just because they were tired of me trying to convince them. <laughs> and it never worked, because they never did it you know, from the heart, because they were doing it through the head, because they, were try they never got the understanding you see, of course it doesn't make sense to forgive. You know, you want to hang them from a tree. And you have to forgive them instead. And so, that's the problem. And that's how we live our Christian life. We obey if, we, if it makes sense, if we understand. So, you know, there is this part of why. Brush your teeth, but why? But why is the biggest battle ever. And you're standing there. This is, this is Isaiah 55, you and God. And there is, you're looking at this beautiful four-year-old. How in the world do you explain to this child gum disease? They do not have. How do you explain to, for, even if you make it down to, I tried that, you make it down to the you know, simplest level that you can, they still don't get it because it's not in their scope of understanding or life to think about gum disease, braces, the cost of a dentist, 
You are, st you are there processing all of this. Have you explained to this child that then the bill, if I had to put braces, of all the dental treatments and all of that, and then the heart problems that they can develop if they get the gum disease that goes and get heart damage. This is huge. How do you explain that to a four-year-old? Do you have the concept because you pay the bills? Because you are the one dealing with it, because you have been there, done that, because you are in a whole other level. Your ways are higher than your ways. Your thoughts are higher than his thoughts, or her thoughts, the child's thoughts. You see, this is Isaiah 55. You know, no matter how much you try, you cannot bring this to understanding, so you step into sovereignty, which is what God does, sovereignty. And you simply say, because I said so. <laughs> Trust, do it because I said so, which means believe me because of who I am. And therefore trust me because of who I am. That's what we tell our four-year-old. Or, you know, the two-year-old that doesn't want to eat his vegetables. You know, that's what we do all the time. That's Isaiah 55. So in our journey in this season, with the promises God has, with the advancement he's bringing people, heavenly perspective. Find it. The Holy Spirit will give it to you for everything. Every promise you have, every prophecy. Bring your prophecies into heavenly perspective. Bring your promises, your situations, your ideas, your relationships, everything into heavenly perspective. And then make decisions based on heavenly perspective. The problem is we make decisions based on human perspective. What makes sense to me. What I feel, what I want, what I think. And we spoil everything. Let's stand and then Throwing has something to share with you. But I want us to stand. And I want to pray for an impartation. For this uh, good news of Amos 13. Amos 9, 13 to 15. For you in this church. For every ministry who is here, represented here tonight. And for this city, for this region, for this um state for here. So Father, we thank you as we stand here together, your sons and daughters called by your name for a time such as this. Father, we are standing with you. And I'm going to speak on behalf of everyone here, believing we are all on the same page. Fathers, we come before you right now to say, we accept your promise. We receive what you have given us in these three areas of Amos. Father, the harvest, the foundation, the vision is harvesting and plowing at the same time. The challenge of it all but Father, we acknowledge it, that it is now time for harvest as the plowing increases. And Father, we receive your promise, Father, for the restoration of barrenness. 
And we ask, Father, right now for vision and eyes to see the areas that have gone barren. Father, in everyone's life right now, I just want to pray for a restoration for eyes to see and vision right now. Revelation and understanding for the spirit of revelation, wisdom and revelation and discernment. They come together in the name of Jesus to come into your lives right now for eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to perceive, even details to, for the scales to come out of your eyes that you will see the things that you never saw before in the areas that you have forgotten, that the enemy has stolen or that have become dry and dead in your lives right now. For God is bringing it back to life. So I call forth right now, release. I call forth right now new life, and I call forth right now that resurrection power to manifest in this house, in everyone who is here right now, everyone who is hearing my voice, in the name of Jesus, I call it forth right now. And Father, we receive also the restoration of the exiles, Father. And Father, right now, because of that, Father, as we receive these three things, Father, into this house, into every ministry, in this city, region, and the state, this nation, and the world. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I declare a shift in the atmosphere with authority given to me in the name of Jesus. I declare, I command a shift in the atmosphere for the release of these three areas into this place to everyone hearing my voice and I deposit to remain right now. I release the impartation right now from heaven to earth and I deposit to be left in here in Jesus' name. And I call forth right now every single exile from the kingdom of God in this area, in this house and in this area in Jesus' name, wherever they are, the sound of the trumpet right now from heaven to be heard. I call it forth right now that the sound of the trumpet will go to the highways, the byways, the caves, the hidden places, the sinful places where they may be hiding, the dark places, the forgotten places right now. In Jesus' name, and I just call out those I just saw some dark corners with people being tormented by spirits of death and even insanity. In Jesus' name, we call you out right now. Out of those caves, in Jesus' name, to come back into the house of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, right now, we release every exile out of the prisons where they may be to come back, for that is part of the harvest, of that harvest at the beginning of of uh, verse uh, 13, that the plowing and the reaping, the plowing and the reaping, and it's time to reap the salvation. The salvations right now and the restoration of the prodigals, but salvations right now that are going to happen in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just want to bless everyone who is hearing my voice right now with an impartation for wisdom for heavenly perspective. Father, we want to repent together for hum be living in human perspective. Many times leading with human perspective. Many times being the stumbling block to others because of human perspective. Many times being the ones who spoil everything because of human perspective. But tonight, we want to make the transition to heavenly perspective. 
to be the leaders and the Christians with heavenly perspective, but the, the leaders with heavenly perspective right now, in Jesus' name. And I declare advancement and release in the name of Jesus. That slingshot is about to let go. So in Jesus' name, I bless you for the release that God has for you. For you have been positioned for revival. You have been positioned for restoration. You have been positioned for release. And I call you forth right now in Jesus' name. And with authority given to me in the name of Jesus, I just declare in atmosphere victory and release and advancement because God has spoken into this land and to these people they have promises they have blessings they have prophecies and God even tonight more has been released and because of that we just declare to every force of darkness to back off in Jesus name it is the now time and your now time has arrived too in Jesus name right now Father, we just call forth release, Father, for the atmosphere to be open because this land, and you have an open heaven, but the enemy has closed the atmosphere. And the, the, he has access to the atmosphere, not to the heavenly realm. Don't, the, Jesus opened the heavens. And the enemy cannot close them, but he closes the atmosphere. And there has been a closed atmosphere over many and in the region. So right now, in Jesus' name, we command the atmosphere to open up right now. For everything from heaven to be released. Everything that they need to come forth. Every church, every person, every leader. And Father, for this, as leaders in your kingdom, having plowers. For now, Father, to receive the harvesting tools. In Jesus' name, I just saw the hat the hat of the train in the conductors of the train engines. And I saw this hat descending upon you, being handed to you, you know, the, the, for the conductors to lead the train, to take this train called the kingdom of God. So I bless you in Jesus' mighty name right now. And Father, we just say, let it be so in Jesus' name. Father, for this is good soil. It's a good investment to your kingdom. These are people of dividends. Throwing in Jesus' mighty name. You guys may be seated. I'm not going to be long. Most of you have probably have to go to work tomorrow. So uh, I was asking the Lord before we came, a couple of days before we came, I was asking the Lord, what do you have to say about this church to me at this moment? And he showed me, <clears throat> I saw a building. I saw a building that was pure and white. This is for this church, this church here. It was pure and white. It was uh, representing the purity of the heart of the people who are leading this church. The sincerity and purity of this church has been noticed in heaven. And I saw the foundation under the church. I saw the foundation under the building. This building, what was strange, not strange, but 
different is that not only how wide this building was, but the roof was way bigger than it should be on a one-story building. And then I saw the foundation, and I saw the foundation being raised like a hydraulic jack. And another story was built to this church. Then a third one was built to this church. So from being a one-story church in the beginning, it became a two- or three-story building, at least. The Lord is going to give you a new building. The Lord is going to build a new building. The Bible says Jesus will build his church. We are supposed to build disciples. But the Bible says Jesus will build his church, and he is building this church. Then I saw the foundation more clearly, and I heard the Spirit say, I will raise up the fivefold ministry in this church like never before. The Lord is going to raise up the fivefold ministry in this church. Some of the elders in this church are going to have anointings coming upon them that they did not even expect. Some of you have already been sensing and feeling that anointing coming upon you, that the Lord is going to raise you up in the fivefold ministry. So then I saw the roof of the house open up. I saw your pastor standing in the middle of the church and looking up to heaven. And I saw a bright light coming from heaven, shining on your face. And the Lord is going to give you new eyes. And the spirit of revelation is coming upon you like never before. You are a man of wisdom. You are a man that has been asking God, show me the way. Lead me, show me the way. I want your wisdom. I want to be led by you in what we are doing, what you are doing in this church, Lord. I want to be led by you. He has heard your cry. And that wisdom is going to fall upon you like never before. And he's going to reveal to you what he's doing in a deeper sense and deeper way than ever before. And he's going to lead you. You do not have to worry about anything. Provision, 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 not only personally, for you personally and your family, but for the church. Provision is coming for you like never before. You are a true, humble man of God. You are a true, humble man of God who was called even in your mother's womb. And you carry... You are in the office of a pastor. We have a lot of pastors all over the world who are pastors because they made themselves pastors. They are not called to be pastors, but they call themselves pastors. But you are in the office of a pastor, and you will grow in that office like never before. This is what I saw for this church. So elders, are there any elders in the room now in this church? Come again? Oh, there. Okay, okay. So, uh, before the weekend is over, I would like to lay hands on you and all the elders in this church and pray for impartation for what the Lord showed me before I came, before I came to Texas about this church. I believe I'm supposed to do that. And Isabel with me. So, we would humbly request that you would allow us to lay hands on you and your elders before we go to bless this church. For you guys who are leaders in other churches, this is not a specific, I believe this is not 
only, I just saw from this church, there's going to run living water coming from the foundation. Living water and oil is going to run over this territory. And it's not because of this church, it's because of the Lord Jesus. It's because of the Lord Jesus. And it's for you, not only as a nation or as a state, but for this region, this territory. It's not going to be something that's only going to be stationed here. It's going to go all over the place. So I would like to encourage you, all of you, the leaders in here, this is a special time. This is a special time. Receive it, be open for it, and step into it. Don't wait. The time is now. I waited decades to step into my calling. I was always waiting at home for God to ring the doorbell and stand on the doorsteps and say, Thrawan, it's time to open the door and took the first step that I truly was led by him. It's now. People are dying out there. Every day, people are dying out there. And our Lord Jesus Christ is shedding tears because of his people are dying every day. His creation, he created every walking person on this earth is a creation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And people are dying and going to hell. He came and gave his life so that would not happen. That, that's, we don't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. And he is calling. He is out there fighting still for his people. And he is saying to you and me, will you help me? Will you help me? Part of helping him is coming under his authority and obeying when he is calling us. Like he's doing now here for this church, for this region. Will I obey? Will I help him? So I would just like to encourage you guys. This, there's something, we travel a lot, as you probably know. There's something special going on here. There's something special going on here. You probably heard it all your lives as Christian. There's a revival around the corner and all of that. But there is something special going on here, honestly. Yeah. So I would like to bless you guys with this. You want to prof? I don't think they want prophecies. Should we? <laughs> You want to prophesy over someone? Yeah. Um, we need, um, I don't know how many will prophesy over tonight, and, but um, you need to have, uh, please, something to record it with in your hands. And have it ready, especially if we move fast. If, if I move fast, you won't have time to turn it on. And, and you will miss it. And um, your phones, if your the micro, the recording part of your device is 
at the talking part. So, yeah, so turn it around facing us. Because if, and then you will record us. We both have accents, so. No, uh, only you. And uh, if we, if you have it facing your belly, it will be muffled up and you will not get it, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I talk tech. Uh, I've called one of you, but your spouse is present here. Please stand up together. Um, let me add to this. If uh, sometimes, <coughs> I don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe she will just prophesy. Maybe I will prophesy. If she only prophesies, or I only prophesy over you, or we both prophesy over you, don't read anything into that. That has no special meaning. It's just the Holy Spirit chooses to do that. And he is God, and he can do whatever he wants. So if it's only her, not me, don't read anything into it. If it's only me, not her, don't read anything into it. Or if, maybe sometimes it's the both of us. Okay? And it, like she said, if your husband and wife stand up together, if you're not married, we will not prophesy over both of you. Or maybe both of you, but separately. But not as a couple, if you're not married. Okay? I think that should cover it, the practical things. Dear, will you stand with me, please? Will you stand with me? Dear, when I looked, no, you can stay there. There is an amazing uh, watchman's anointing over you. You are an intercessor and a woman of great faith. But the Lord has called you out of that place of hiding as an intercessor. Being in, People know you are an intercessor, but you have been behind the curtains. You have been in the hidden place. You have been on your knees until your knees have been raw in the presence of the Lord. And I heard the Lord saying, well done, for you have built many bridges. And you have caused those bridges to become very solid. But also, dear, the Lord is calling you out to more of a public role as a watchman on the walls. But the spirit of revelation and the trumpets of heaven will come upon you. You will bring an announcements and proclamations to the people of God. You will make the announcements known so they can get ready for the visitation, they can get ready for the rain. But you will also, dear, bring warnings for the Lord is going to show you like he did to uh, with Elisha. He's going to show you the plans that the enemy makes in secret so that you can reveal them and keep the people of God one step ahead. I am not talking about you dealing with demons. I'm talking about the devil has to do all with God. But I was saying there's a protection that coming around you because you have been many times throughout your life you have been unprotected there has been a lot of loneliness in your journey and in the gap and there were people who abandoned you people who should have stuck by you and should have been faithful to your promises and the word but I heard the Lord saying dear I'm coming to make it up to you for there is a season of great restoration coming for you for I heard the Lord saying he is going to fill you with a new level of joy you are very courageous dear you have fought so many battles and it hasn't been easy for you, but you have done it well in the presence of the Lord. And I heard the Lord saying, even your generosity has been noticed in heaven, but there has been many times when you have given the widow's might, and the Lord wants you to know he has noticed that, and your willingness to do that. And because of that, there is a new level of provision and resources being given to you for a gift of multiplication is being released for you and your household. When you're going to start seeing a release and breakthrough, and even the Lord says, dear, I am bringing victory in areas of family and family members that you have been crying out to the Lord for and your prayers for your loved ones and your, for your household at large has been heard in heaven and they have been granted to you and you're 
going to now stand on the other side, not fighting those battles anymore, but rejoicing, seeing the hand of God move with great might and great power. You were a mighty warrior. I saw you just fighting and fighting and fighting for other people. I saw you, as you were praying, you were just, I saw obstacles in people's lives just being, they, they were just swept away and the road is open for the people you've been praying for. Some people you've been praying for, the road has opened up and you're going to see the fruits of your prayers coming to pass. You're going to see the, um, um, sorry, what's it called? Um, English being my second language. The fruits, the harvest is ready. You're going to see the harvest in people's lives. You have touched more lives than you can imagine. You have had so positive effects in many people's lives more than you can imagine. You're a true warrior. Sometimes you've been passed by. Sometimes you've been mistreated. and Sometimes you have not been recognized. But you are talked about in heaven. You are talked about in heaven. So bless you, dear. You're going to hear more clearly from God than ever before because you have that prophetic anointing. You're going to hear clearer with your spiritual eyes, ears, and you're going to see clearer with your spiritual eyes. In Jesus' name, I bless you there in Jesus' name. Mighty woman of God. You also have a great gift of physical healing. You're going to see miracles for healing, healing miracles. A lot of them, dear. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. Receive the fire of the Lord in Jesus' name. Receive the anointing of the heavens coming over you now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and fill her up with your fire. In the name of Jesus, receive. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Brother, you are an evangelist, and the Lord is releasing an evangelistic anointing into your life, tremendous evangelistic anointing, greater than what you have seen. You have been, um, there have been a lot of battles over your destiny and opposition from every direction since you were young, younger. And the Lord is bringing you into a place of victory on mountain tops, for you are a mountain top climber, and you are going to stand there. You both are church planters, and the day will come when the Lord will send you out to the north, the south, the east, and the west, for there is a call to travel upon your lives. I saw you raising people, equipping people, dear you are very prophetic and the Lord is going to increase a prophetic anointing and a deeper realm of creativity is going to arise within you you are very creative and artistic as well and the Lord is going to release the psalmist anointing within you into a greater way than you have ever seen you have a seeing eyes as well and the Lord is releasing another realm of the seeing anointing that is within you but I heard the Lord saying dear you are a woman of breakthroughs and you will release breakthroughs for you are a lion with might and power and you are going to see that authority arising within you. You will see that authority manifesting in every situation. For I heard the Lord saying, dear, you are going to see the giants falling. And you are going to bring deliverance to many people. Brother, the Lord is going to give you a greater revelation of your identity. There is a greater assurance of your identity. For the Lord is enlarging your identity beyond what you have thought or expected. I saw a new scroll being prepared in heaven with ink. It's still fresh. And the Lord is enlarging your territory tremendously. I heard the Lord saying, son, you are a man that who will fight for many others. And he knows that you will defend his people, that you will face the lion, the bears, and the tigers for his people. The Goliaths are not a problem for you. And the Spirit of God will come upon you in a mighty way. For you are going to see the Spirit of God coming upon you as it did with Samson. It's going to fill you and wear you like a glove. 
he will wear you with great might, where he will bring deliverance to his people through you. There is favor coming for you. There is an amazing level of favor coming for you. Favor that's going to manifest with government people. Favor that's going to manifest with authorities, local authorities, governmental authorities, national authorities, international authorities. You are going to carry also tremendous authority. For I heard the Lord saying, I'm going to send you to the, some of the forbidden lands in the world, and you will go to bring a harvest in there. You will move in supernatural power, for the glory of God and the might of God will come with supernatural power. The Lord wants you to know he will provide for you everything that you need. You will not lack of anything, but I also saw you have a tremendous gift of hospitality. It's going to expand more and more and more in your lives. And many people will come from far and wide. And because of the gift of hospitality, the Lord is going to give you a bigger house, a bigger place. There's some new keys being given to you. And you're going to see expansion in your material possessions, also in your kingdom possessions. Uh, brother, there's a deeper understanding coming for you. You've been asking some questions, and the Lord is going to reveal himself to you like never before. You're going to understand more and more and more about who he is and his love for you. He's going to show himself to you like never before. I saw written all over you, daughter of the king, I am his. It's written all over you, daughter of the king, I am his. Wherever you go, you carry his presence. When you step into a, into a room, into a situation, you carry that sweet aroma only heaven can give. And you carry his presence very, 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 very strongly. And he's so proud of you. He's so proud of you guys as a family. And you, my boy, I like you. <laughs> I like you. Yeah. God is going to show himself to you as well. You're going to experience presence of angels in your room as you go to sleep. You're going to experience the presence of the heavenly in your room. And you are going to see and you're going to hear from heaven. The Lord is going to show himself to you in a way that you will understand. And you're going to have some amazing time with him. So I bless you, my friend. What's your name? Prophet. What, come again? Prophet. Prophet. Okay. That's a fitting name. Yeah, it's a becoming name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Bless you guys. Oh, you're going to write. When you get older, the Lord's going to have you write. You're going to write a book. You're going to write articles as well. Amen. Okay. 
Yeah, the Lord is bringing you into a new level of grace that is going to arise into your life. And I heard the Lord saying, even today, I'm blowing a trumpet over you. Your house hold, and there is advancement coming for you. Your, your feet have been kind of stuck on the ground, but the Lord is pulling them out. You are going to run races now. Vision is going to enlarge for you three times the level of vision that you have ever seen in your life. You're going to know the power of God in a mighty way. For I heard the Lord saying, you have waited, waited, waited for a very long time, and your season of waiting has come to an end. The Lord is releasing a new level of life for you. You're going to see breakthroughs, breakthroughs, breakthroughs and heard the Lord saying restoration has been released and declared upon your life and you're going to see levels of restoration you have never seen before. The Lord says what the locusts have eaten and the caterpillar took away are going to be restored. You're going to enter starting today into the blessing of Joel chapter 2 and heard the Lord saying I'm raising your countenance in a new way. Opportunities are going to arise for you beyond what you have ever expected and seen in your life. I heard the Lord saying you have given and you have believed but I heard the Lord saying faith is going to arise and even some accusations that have been spoken over you in the past are going to fall away from you for they are still kind of clinging to your back a little bit and they are going to fall away and you are going to see breakthroughs coming for I heard the Lord saying I'm clothing you with honor and shame will never come your way at all the Lord says son I'm filling your life with love joy and even romance is going to bloom into your life but I heard the Lord saying there is enlargement coming for you in ways you have never expected God is giving you a new understanding the Lord saying dear you were born with great destiny there is an amazing teaching anointing within you a prophetic anointing and a teaching anointing that is going to arise in a new way for you as a nations and missions for you I saw you going to other places where you are going to learn and you are going to receive I also go you going to other places where you are going to give and I saw other places where you will go to have fun but the Lord wants you to know he's going to fill your life with fun it's not going to be boring but there are some choices that you're going to have to make that they're going to feel a bit sacrificial sometimes out of obedience and dear if you as you take the road that's going to feel less appealing out of obedience to the Lord God wants you to know it is going I hope you know what this means it is going to be turned into a yellow brick road for you the place of dreams is going to be and the place of expectation is going to increase God has finances and resources for you heard the Lord saying do not make that an issue for you for you he has resources for you and you are not going to lack anything at all in your life dear I also saw many children around you and I heard the Lord saying you are going to see a mother's anointing arising for the kingdom of God and not some of these are in foreign lands and foreign places even in Africa and the Lord is going to extend to your realm of influence many times you will also have influence in the media in the future there will be opportunities for the media when the time comes just take them for God is opening those doors for you the Lord is giving you new resources brother you are a kingdom advancer a mover and a shaker in the kingdom and you are going you are a builder and you are going to see that building might and power arising within you you are going to see victory upon victory upon victory for I heard the Lord saying today I am declaring new levels coming for you and opening up for you the promises of the past are going to come to pass for the two of you the Lord says he has not forgotten anything that he spoke to you in the past and he is going to enlarge even new promises are coming for you dear I saw refreshment coming into your life and I heard the Lord saying every bit of weariness is going to fall away from you and you are going to stand in a new day and even your body is going to feel rejuvenated for us so even your cells becoming alive within you 
you have carried tremendous strength and you have endured and endured and endured and endured and heard the Lord saying you are going to enter in that place a season of rest, a place of rest in your hearts and in your lives. Out of that you are going to become stronger and stronger for you both are going to raise up many people into their destiny like Joshua and Caleb had destiny within them. And they took the people forward. The two of you are going to enter into a Joshua and Caleb anointing when you're going to see people moving and you're going to be the wind behind their sails. You're going to be the ones that carry them where they need to go, where they need to be. You are part of the army that is raising to bring his prodigals back into the house. When you're going to see the harvest of prodigals, brother, you are a preacher. And you're going to see the preaching anointing arising more and more and more for a so great confidence arising within you. And I heard the Lord saying, son, you will stand on the platforms in other places and nations. I saw you in India particularly, but you're going to see many platforms opening up for you. And I heard the Lord saying, son, you're going to see the fire and the power with healings and miracles that are going to arise and flow through you. So many arrows within you. And the Lord's going to pick those, pull those arrows out of you. They will go with precision. They will go with might. And they will reach every target, the bull's eye will be always in front of you. And I heard the Lord saying, son, today I am writing within you, even in your very DNA, a new mandate, a new mandate that they're going to cause you to arise, to be even a stronger man that you have been, but also to be a happier, more content man that you have been. And you're going to be both, are going to enter into this place like Martha and Mary were, you know, when you combine them both together and you're going to be addressed and you're going to be busy and out of the platform of rest, you are going to accomplish a lot much more than you have done in the past. Father, I thank you for the joys that are coming for your daughter. Father, I thank you that she has been faithful and she has endured the loyalty. Dear, you have so much loyalty within you. The Lord wants you to know he knows every sacrifice that you have made and he has right, written it down. He has not let anyone fall away but he has been keeping track of all of it and is a reward coming for you. And I heard the Lord saying, dear, you are going to receive a king's reward on earth like Mordecai received the king's reward because it was delayed. His reward was delayed. But when it came, it was a king's reward. And the Lord wants you to know, dear, he has time for you. He listens to you and he has time for you. And he is well pleased with your heart and who you are, dear. And the Lord wants you to know those burdens that you have been carrying in your heart are going to fall away and you're going to stand there and saying all my ducks are on a row. The two of you are going to see everything aligning and lining up for I heard the Lord saying this is the time when you're going to see even as it happened with Daniel when the angel said to him the answer was released 21 days ago when he, when he prayed it got answered right away but the enemy held it back and I saw that happen for the two of you when you have prayed and dear particularly you have asked the Lord and he wants you to know the answer was sent the enemy accepted it, but now heaven is fighting on your behalf, and very in the very near future, you're going to start seeing everything lining up in front of you, for nothing is going to be left undone. I also saw a move coming for you guys. There'll be a new location where the Lord is going to take you, and that's all part of the journey and the destiny he has for you. Dear, you are a woman of great faith, and the Lord says, dear, I'm raising up that faith within you. You're going to grow new muscles, and you're going to grow in new strength. You're going to bring bring good news to so many people, even in the obvious places, but also in the 
not obvious places. You will go into the hidden places and the secret places. You will go to the uh, those who have abundance in the same way that you will go to those who have very little. And you will be able to give to both equally. For her saying, I'm going to give you the baskets of multiplication with the fish and the bread for you to give to those in need. I also saw you comforting people. And I heard the Lord saying, Dear, the spirit of comfort will arise within you and the brokenhearted will seek you from every direction. There is a call over your life for the marketplace. And you're going to arise to see the marketplace increasing around you more and more and more. They will find you where you are. Even people in the shops and supermarkets will come to talk to you and tell you their, plum, their problems. Dear, you have the gift of words of knowledge within you. That's going to increase so much more, and you are going to see it flowing. I saw these darts shooting out from you, so precise and so deep and so right. And I heard the Lord saying, dear, I'm going to increase the divine appointments in the marketplace. And because of that, you're going to see greater achievements and more excitement is going to come for you, dear. It is time for the excitement, for the roller coasters and to see the power of God flowing in your life more and more and more, dear. But I also heard the Lord saying, he is going to answer questions that you have carried in your heart for quite a long time, brother you are a man of authority in the kingdom and the Lord is going to increase that revelatory anointing that you carry for you seek him day and night and the spirit of excellence dwells within you and that's not performance, it's not perfectionism, it's the spirit of God so strong within you you have been hidden for a while and I heard the Lord saying son it is now time when you are going to be unveiled and all the resources and talents that are hidden within you you are like a jack of all trades, you can do anything that you want to do at any time, but you seek obedience and you seek the presence of God. You have walked the narrow path and you have seen the faithfulness of God. You have also seen the wolves. You have seen the devourer. You have faced many battles. You have gone through many things. You know more things that people know that you know, but you ponder in your heart a lot of all those things. And there was a time when people didn't hear what you had to say. And there was a time when the enemy tried to gag you. And I heard Lord saying, son, I am breaking all the chains and all the generational curses that have followed you. And you are going to see freedom coming for you beyond what you have ever expected. There is a level of freedom that is going to surprise you so much. And I heard the Lord saying, son, will you set my captives free? Will you bring freedom to those that are in oppression? Will you bring comfort to those who are forgotten? You are a father in the kingdom. And the father's anointing is going to arise more and more within you. But I heard the Lord saying, even your soul is going to enter into a spring, and you're going to feel the spring time arising within you more and more for your soul, and your spirit is going to arise. So and the Lord is bringing you into his personal counsel and his personal friendship. But I heard the Lord saying, son, I'm going to bring you into the circle of friends in the presence of God. Just like Abraham was a friend of God and Moses was a friend of God. The Lord says, son, I'm calling you to walk into that place and I will pursue you for that. But at the same time, son, you're going to come into a greater confidence of sonship, the understanding of your sonship and God's fathering over you, that signet ring on your finger 
there. And I heard the Lord saying, your destiny will not be contested. And opportunities will come to you. You have been robbed from many opportunities throughout your life. But I heard the Lord saying, son, I am restoring opportunities. And you are going to see restoration from every direction. Vision will come from every direction as well. This is the time to look up and look forward. Do not look to the left or to the right. And do not look back. You have lost a lot. When I heard the Lord saying, son, the restoration is forward, not backwards. So look forward and you will find everything that was left behind. God is going to move in all those areas. And the Lord says, a lot of these things happen because of generational curses that follow you. And now God is coming to dismantle generational curses in your life. Dear, you are a woman of great assurance in the kingdom. You have been tested in your faithfulness, also tested in your obedience. You have walked through the authority and you have walked very straight. Even though the journey has not always been straight, it has been a bit crooked sometimes and you have had to go through it knowing that it could be easy if it has happened or that has happened. But I heard the Lord saying, dear, even though you have gone through many delays, he is going to catch you up. And you're going to stand there saying, everything has come to pass as it was meant to be in the timing and you will be exactly what you are meant to be at the time when it was meant to be. And the Lord wants you to know it doesn't matter what was what could have been should have been or would have been for he has everything in his hand and you are going to see everything lined up for the Lord says daughter I'm going to remove disappointments from you you have endured so much disappointment it has been like a curse that has followed you that has become an expectation in your path and now the Lord is going to break that off and even you I saw you entering into that place as it says in Psalm 126 when we came out of captivity in Zion this is my version we felt so good and so strong. We ate, we drank, we rejoiced. We had so much fun that it felt like we were dreaming. And then we heard the nation say, look what the Lord has done. And that's a personal promise for you. When the Lord says, dear, you are going to stand there and you will be the sign and the wonder that many will say, look what the Lord has done in her life. And because of that, the Lord will do also in our lives. We will be the inspirational that many people will look up to draw strength for themselves. You have amazing stories to tell. You have powerful testimonies, dear, and you have a lot of patience and a listening ear. You have a great gift of counseling within you as well. And dear, the Lord is going to increase that and as part of that pastoral heart and pastoral anointing that you carry, you also are a tremendous teacher. And the Lord is going to increase that teaching anointing more and more than what you have seen. You have been faithful in little. When I heard the Lord saying there because of that you are going to see the greater increase for the Lord says you know those who are faithful and little he will put in charge of much more there is governmental authority that is going to come upon you in the kingdom and that governmental authority is going to grow more and more you are an influencer and you will be more and more of a kingdom influencer but you will also see evangelism arising within you in such a mighty way they are not preaching in the street corners but you are going to bring a lot of people into the kingdom of God. God wants you to know no seed that you have planted has ever gone to waste. So I heard the Lord saying for you, 
He is bringing you into encounters with him. Ask and you will receive. You have lots of questions in your mind. You are really, really, really smart. And you think a lot. You watch many things. And many times you question things a little bit. But I was saying, you will find, you will find, you will find. He created you to be that way. You are not rebellious at all, but you are a strong leader. God is going to teach you how to know those two things. You are a stallion in the kingdom. And you know, Stallions are mighty and strong. They are natural-born leaders. And they know what they want, and they know how they want it, and they are followed. And so you carry that kind of authority and leadership within you. It's actually quite amazing to see the ability and capacity within you. But I heard the Lord saying, I'm going to teach you, take you through a season when you will learn to manage this great strength. And that's usually a season of waiting. And that's not fun. You don't like the waiting thing as much. But some, because you know what can be done and you know what you can do. But some, as you are going through it, then you have to wait a little bit and things are going to, it's going to feel like they're not working out the way you want to. Don't sweat it. It's just a season. Everything will work out even better after, is training, is the equipping and the training. I saw you being trained, actually, and equipped. You are actually called to kingdom work. You are called to full-time ministry. And I saw you traveling from north and south, east and west. You can do anything you want to do. That's the kind of leader you are. That's the kind of man you are. And you are a helper to many. There is nothing you cannot do if you want to do it. Because the Spirit of God is so strong upon you. And I was saying, the wisdom of heaven will fill you. And all over you. It's going to be so amazing, the wisdom that you are going to encounter. That's going to surprise you. But I saw you also being able to lift up and encourage many other people. You are extremely prophetic. And I saw the dreams of the night are going to increase. And the Spirit of God, as it was in Daniel, will be upon you and will increase upon you the spirit of revelation and truth. And I heard the Lord saying, ask me and I will answer all these things. For you are a man of faith and great strength, but also you are a man of understanding and you will gain the revelation of heaven. And the, it's not the understanding of the soul that God will give to you, it's the understanding of the spirit that will arise within you. And you will see mighty signs and wonders. And it's going to be quite amazing and quite exciting. But in the meantime, there's going to be, like I said, a season of waiting. When you are in that place, just hanging there and uh, you know it will pass quickly if you don't you know if you don't get settled in it it will last longer that's the thing so get settled quickly and it will pass because the hand of God is really strongly strongly upon your life so you're quite special quite amazing as well very smart and you have a gift of eloquence you're going to have an ability when you speak, everybody will want to hear you because it is going to be so strong and so powerful within you. Bless you, honey. Dear, when I look at your heart, the Lord saying, breakthroughs, breakthroughs for you and for many around you. You have been in the waiting rooms of life all throughout your life, waiting, 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 waiting. Everything has taken longer than it should be. And I saw you running to the end of the races. And it has been the long distance races. What happened to Thrawen? Oh, 
You know, but it's just the way it has been. I heard the Lord saying, now I'm going to cause those pushes that are going to happen. There is an amazing anointing like Deborah within you. And I saw that woman of victory and authority like Deborah. You know, that she did the unexpected. She did the untraditional. She did everything, you know, against the book and against everything. You know, and she challenged everything, you know, and in that, she brought great victory. She was the woman of victory, woman of authority, woman of faith and assertiveness. And God stood with her and by her. There have been a lot of man-made opposition, fences of limitations that have been around you. I have surrounded you. Dear, will you stand with me? And fences of limitations that have been around you that many people have put in there their man-made fences of limitations. And I saw them falling apart and falling away. And I saw you being able to even kick some, and suddenly the foundations of it, the, the stakes that had gone down in broke completely, and there was nothing solid underneath. And I heard the Lord saying, dear, you will bring understanding to people. Will you feed the lambs? Will you release them? Will you teach them well? Will you make a way for those that there is no way? Dear, you are a pioneer, a mighty woman, a pioneer in the kingdom of God. And pioneers don't have it easy, and pioneers have a a lonely road sometimes and you have to have been loneliness in your journey but I also saw companionship is going to come for you and it's going to increase in your life and there's going to be those that you will link arms with that you will be able to rest with and be you know in oneness with when there isn't going to be just you carrying all the burdens and everything you have been misunderstood a lot where there was a spirit of rejection that was sent against you and i heard the lord saying he's coming to fight that battle for you it's towards the end that testing was given uh, it was for a certain period of time and it is now coming to an end and I heard the Lord saying he has set new plans and a season of transition is ahead for you I saw this bridge and it was just transition it's going to feel a bit wobbly under your feet but as you are going through it just now it's just a bridge it's not the permanent place you have being wobbly underneath and you are going to get to the other side quickly for you the eyes of many are actually on you and many dear are following direction you have been testing in your obedience a lot throughout your life but you have passed every test that has been in front of you father i thank you for this couple and the lord says to you son and daughter my spirit has certainly has been upon you and you have walked in the path that was set before you there is fire with you and there is fire under your feet you walk with fire and authority for you have fought the bears and the lions for the people of god and i heard the lord saying for you brother you are a champion in the kingdom and you will champion for his people you will be the one that stands when no one else will stand you have faith when others are going to question faith you are going to push through when others are not pushing through you have an amazing apostolic authority and apostolic power within you the lord is increasing that apostolic anointing and you are going to grow into the fathering of this apostolic might and power you are going to grow into the release and i saw a river flowing from you 
And there's going to feel like a mighty gushing river that cannot be stopped. And I heard the Lord saying that deposit every bit of harvest for the harvest has been delayed for you. And I heard the Lord saying you are going to see every area where the enemy took the harvest is going to come back. And there is going to be a second go where the enemy thought he had stopped the, the move of God. He had this, thought he had closed doors that could not be opened again. The Lord says, I'm opening the doors that were closed before and I'm going to cause the advancement and there is favor increasing into your lives and increasing for you dear you are an Esther in the presence of God and the Lord says I am increasing the favor of Esther the favor of the king dear the Lord wants you to know his favor is with you his hand is upon you he is going to remove some tears that have been in your heart for a while and the Lord is going to bring restoration and restitution into your lives, into your camp, into every situation. I saw a shaking happening and I saw in this shaking it's going to feel like at the beginning oh no, another shaking, we've been shaking again, but this time it's going to cause all the old to fall away. It is the best shaking. It's a shaking for release. It is a shaking for freedom. It's a shaking to let go and out of this shaking, then there's going to be a space for new growth, for new beginnings. You guys are in new beginnings. And I heard the Lord saying, leave what has the past behind. You are in new beginnings. And he is making absolutely everything new for the two of you. New vision is coming and new birthing. Everything God has promised in the past will come to pass. For you have not let go of the promises of God. And because of that, you have been faithful to proclaim his goodness in the land, even in hard times of your lives. And even in testing and challenges. You have been strong and mighty. I heard the Lord saying, now you are going to see what he can do with those who stand faithfully in his presence. And the Lord says, certainly there has been those who have spoken badly about you. And there has been those who have mocked you behind your backs. And there have been some knives on your backs. And the Lord says, I'm dealing with all of it. Everything is going to be clean as it had never happened before. You will tell the stories, but the wealth and the riches of the journey will never, ever depart from you. It's a new beginning for you guys. Father, I thank you for this young woman. I thank you, Father, for the joy. Dear, I saw joy and gladness arising within you. And I heard the Lord saying, he has placed a good humor within you. He's going to cause a funny bone. To be, you're going to find your funny bone. And it is going to be a bit different. It is going to stretch a little bit. But you are going to say, I'm never like this. I was never so loud. You're going to be louder than you have ever been in your life, dear. And you are going to have, your vocal cords are going to be stronger. So golden vocal cords for you. And people are going to say, what happened to her? We knew her to be this way, this way, you know, like the, like the church mouse in a good way. You know, and now, here she is, you know, and everybody will hear you, the encouragement. Dear, I saw this call of encouragement within you. And it's going to be, you know, you're very prophetic, but there's this call of encouragement, like Barnabas, he was... You know, the sound of encouragement, and you carry that with you, and people will know you by that. Wherever you come, things are going to turn around, and the party will start. But there, you have an amazing excellence within you. Everything you do, you do it right, and you have an amazing eye for detail. You see things that nobody else can see. 
You know, you notice things that nobody else will ever notice. And they're all important. That's the thing, they're important. There are some people that don't think they're important, but they are important. You know, but that is part that's, you have an amazing gift of observation, which is a natural thing. But, but at the same time, you have an amazing gift of discernment. You know, and because of that discernment, they go together many times, but the discernment that is within you is tremendous. And the Lord wants you to know He is going to triple that discernment within you. And it is going to be the discernment of spirits, for you will disper- you will discern the seven spirits of God, you will discern the spirits of the enemy, you will discern the spirits of the uh, human spirit, but you will also discern two things, two other things. You will discern the intentions of people's hearts, like Jesus discerned the intentions of the heart, and you will discern thoughts, not read minds, discern thoughts. And because of that, you will be one step ahead of people, of the enemy, of people who come with bad intentions, but also, dear, you will expose a lot of things that are hidden. You will be the one that knows, you know, something is wrong and something is wrong and it will be wrong and you will discover it, you will find what is hidden under the rug. You know, that detail is very important in you. I keep seeing, you know, as I'm looking and you, you know, those detectors they use on the ground and they use, you know, to find what is in my metal and all of that. Yeah, you are like that. And you can pick up whatever is hidden and buried. And you know, that is challenging for people who want it buried. But it's very powerful, dear. Very, very powerful. But you have an amazing pure heart within you. And that's why you can be trusted with it. You have a beautiful pure heart. You have a pure mind as well. And you have a heart of repentance. For you spend a lot of time searching your heart in the presence of God. And you ask God and you repent on your behalf and the behalf of many other people. You carry burdens for others. And you repent on your behalf. The mercy of God has come to others because of your prayers and intercession. You have made a way for kindness and mercy to come to those who are not asking for it and don't deserve it. And I heard the Lord saying, dear, you make a difference. You have no idea what a difference you make. You are a very necessary piece of the puzzle, dear, in the kingdom of God, a very essential piece. You have an amazing gift of wisdom. You think differently, and the gift of wisdom within you is quite strong. Many are going to gather around you to hear the wisdom that flows from you. You have a very strong, you have a very strong anointing ministering to children, and you have blessed more children than you can imagine. And children will be drawn to you even stronger than, than before. And I also saw you raise the dead. I saw you raise spiritually dead people who were, they, they were half stuck in the ground in the mud and they couldn't stand up because of how life has treated them. But I saw you raise out your hand and breathing your life into them, raising them up. But you have a very, very kind heart there. Very, very, very kind. You have such a gentle spirit and you carry so much love. And it's, yeah, I could just see there's, there's, a, there's like a huge circle all around you, a circle of light, heavenly light that you carry that affects people. Just when you walk into the room, people will be affected. People are. You're a good woman. You're a very, very good woman. You are a true woman of God. And you carry so much love. 
you carry so much, especially for the Lord Jesus Christ, because you love him dearly. You love him dearly. I can see that very clearly in you, dear. So I bless you in Jesus' name. Bless you. Would you stand with me, please? Yeah. When I look at you, I, I heard the Lord saying, you have not been forgotten, and you have not been passed by. Even though time, circumstances may have made you feel that way. I saw in the natural, it has happened a few times, and I saw people taking opportunity from you. It was like the candy was there for you, but Someone else snatched the candy ahead of you. And uh, you have never fought for your own uh, right. You have never um, taken your advantage in life. But you have stepped aside for others to take their, their advantage. You have made a way for others. And you have chosen many times to take the back of the line and to sit at the back of the table. And I heard the Lord saying, son, I'm bringing honor into your life. You are a man of honor. And that honor is going to be recognized. I saw people bringing back honor into your life. Those who have not been kind to you, you have had to face unkindness. And I heard the Lord saying, he is going to remove the unkindness. And you are going to see the kindness of God. And kindness is going to follow you and pursue you until it's going to become the familiar thing to you. And you will be amazed in living in kindness, surrounded by it. And kind people are going to increase in your life. By this I mean to say there will not be some nasty people around, you know. But it's going to be an increase of the nice people around your life. And I heard the Lord saying, son, I'm going to fill you with a new spirit. The spirit of God is going to increase so much in you. You're going to feel like a flame of fire. And I heard the Lord saying, I'm going to cause you to be a fire like a burning bush that walks on the streets and people will recognize there is something about this man that we need to find out what it is. You will move in a step with in a, on a, in a step with the Spirit of God, you will just know how he's moving, where he is moving. There is going to be such a promptness within you. You're going to be prompted to do this, prompted to do that, prompted to do the next thing. And in doing those things, you're going to stand in places and situations that are going to be so out of your comfort zone. You are going to be stretched so much out of your comfort zone that you will stand there saying, it was not what I was planning. Someone else can do this better. Someone else should do this better. You will even be looking for someone else to do it. But it is you who has to do it. You are the one who has to do it in that the growth of your spirit, your resources and your talents are going to multiply because you are a very resourceful man. There's nothing you cannot do if you want to do it, but you hold back a lot. And brother, you have a lot of humility within your heart. You are a very humble man. However, there has also been a spirit of inferiority over you, inferiority that comes from your generations. It's a family thing. A spirit of inferiority that has been keeping you down a bit. And I heard her saying, it is time to break that. It is time to get rid of it. And I saw, as you did, as you dealt with it, suddenly, there, it, doesn't, it is a loose hand. It is not a grip 
That spirit of inferiority is not a, it was a grip in your generations, but it is not on you. It's just there like a hand floating over you. But as it got removed suddenly, it was like the lid came off and you began to shoot up and grow. And now you became like, you know, like the elastic man that could go anywhere and could be a stretch and wouldn't break or anything. You're going to be like that. And brother, was saying, he is going to bring back to you areas and things that the enemy has stolen from you. Restitution has been declared in heaven over you and over your family. There is a restitution coming for the enemy has stolen, but God has declared he has to pay you back like he did with Job. Restitution comes with interest and there is time for you to have interest to be paid back and have interest. Then on the other side I saw a door that says restoration that is different than restitution. You know, God restores and the enemy has to bring restitution of what he's what he steals. And you're going to see both coming upon your life. And you're going to see that restoration. And I heard the Lord saying, Son, I'm going to lift up your countenance and your countenance is going to arise. And people are going to see your countenance shining tremendously. For the glory of God will come upon you. The Lord will visit you personally at night. There will be dreams that you're going to have. I saw twice in your future when you're going to have some encounters with God. Yeah, they're going to come in dreams, but these dreams will be like, you know, when he visited Solomon at night, it wasn't a dream, it was a visitation. And he visited King Abimelech, it wasn't a dream, it was a visitation. And you are going to have like that. Those are going to be very special treasures in your life. You are very sensitive of heart. You are very compassionate. You have an amazing gift of compassion. That's part of your pastoral anointing. You're a shepherd in the kingdom. That pastoral anointing is going to increase more and more within you. You're going to see expansion and expansion and expansion. Your capacity to love, your capacity to heal, your capacity cap capacity to comfort people is going to increase tremendously in your life. But the Lord wants you to know he's got your back and he's never going to let it go. Bless you. How are you doing? How are you doing? Is that on me? Yeah. Would you stand with me, dear? Are you with? Are you not? <laughs> What's your name? Macy. Macy. Father, I thank you for Macy. Macy, you have an amazing call in your life. You are very prophetic, but you are adventurous. Very adventurous. You are a visionary. And you know, visionaries are very unique because visionaries at times are restless. They get bored doing the same thing, and they cannot just, you know, you could not do a nine-to-five boring thing. You know, you are adventurous. You want things to do. You know there's more, there's more. You think big, and you expect big, and you always will do that. Dear, you sit on top of mountains. You are not in the valleys. You sit on mountains. You have mountain perspective, mountain view, mountain vision. You your ability to reach is really far, really wide, and really high. Dear, you are called to the nations as well. 
I saw you. You're called to ministry. You're a preacher. You know, you have courage. You have tremendous courage. You can say anything or do anything you want to do. And you can do it well. And I saw you in the media as well. And I saw influence in the media. You will be known in every media wave. You will be known from television to internet media to writing to, you know, whatever, what, in whichever way media functions you are going to be in there, dear. But you are, you are a trailblazer. You know, and uh, that's an amazing thing to do, but very courageous thing to do. But you were born that way. It's not that you became that way. You were born that way. You know, and because of that, that you're unstoppable. A trailblazer makes a way where there is no way. Goes through a mountain and goes through a wall. It doesn't matter. It makes a way. It is possible. And it is possible for you. You are a woman of it is possible. It can be done. The level of faith that you have is tremendous. There's no limit to how high you can reach, how wide you can reach, how deep you can go. I saw you have in favor with all kinds of authorities. There's favor in her. I saw papers being sealed. I saw favor being granted. I saw signatures being given, handshakes happening. It doesn't matter what you need. It will be granted to you. But I heard the Lord saying, dear, even though you are amazing. You really are amazing. You are extremely prophetic. You can see, you can hear, you can perceive. You are very strong. You have discernment, tremendous discernment. You can be anywhere and you can discern what's happening in the room, the atmosphere, the people. All of that, you are very discerning. But dear, at the same time, be very careful with opportunities for I saw golden cages around you being prepared. Be careful that you don't get trapped in a golden cage. Opportunities that will look perfect, amazing, incredible, that people will say, wow, but they will trap you. They will take away your freedom because people will see you at times. They will see the hand of God so strong upon you that they will want you for that. They will know where you are, things will prosper. The God's hand will be in whatever you do. Whoever hooks up with you will partake of that. Therefore, people will want to have you in their team, in their place, in opportunities, in, and have access to you. Be careful. Don't be afraid to turn down great opportunities. Because you will know. You tell you what it is, but there's something wrong. Pay attention to that. Dear but you will know when the right opportunities come your way. You will also know when the right man is, comes your way. Be careful with that. Golden cages. Golden cages, be careful. For there is a, an Isaac for, for you. There's not just anybody that can come your way. Be careful with that, for there will be many coming your way in that area, dear. You will travel a lot. You will stand in the presence of God. You will know the glory of God. You have an amazing destiny. Because you are a trailblazer, there are so many will always be in you. You will be an example. Be careful with your steps. You are wise. You are very wise, actually. But there will be times when your emotions will arise. Then it can be an enemy sometimes. I mean, there's nothing wrong with emotions. But be careful with that, that your feelings don't become stronger than your wisdom. There'll be times when that will happen. Be careful. Don't let your, feel, your emotions or feelings become stronger than your wisdom. And you will have safety all about you. 
but there God will release you have worship, you have music inside of you, you will write songs and people will want to hear them, that will be part of you being in the media there, that evangelistic anointing in you as well people will follow you, they will believe you know I may have said it before, I don't remember what I told you a second ago, but you will have, you know, you have an amazing, uh, you're called to full-time ministry. But you can do anything you want to do, and that's the thing. You know, people in the business world will, will seek you because they will know you know what you're doing. You're really smart, but you're wisdom, and they will know. You will have influence in economy and finances. You will see finances in your hand. You will, you will prosper financially, as well as you will prosper in other areas of life. Your dangers are not going to be, your enemies are not just are going to be obvious opposition. But they are going to be actually, they will look favorable. Be very careful. Seek counsel to make decisions. It's really important. Because your enemies will come as friends. Yes, there's a transition coming for you. You're going to have a very, very powerful ministry. Uh, it's been, I just saw you riding a bicycle, and then you were taken off the bicycle and put on a motorcycle, a very, very powerful motorcycle. And that's going to happen very soon. Uh, more power coming to your ministry. But as Isabel said, be very, very careful. There will be a time in your life when the world will pull you very, very strongly. There will be a... <laughs> Don't take my anointing away. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There will be a time when there will be opportunities that will pull you very strongly in the world. Be very, very careful. You will be a mentor to many. The time will come when you, when you will mentor people, but at the same time you need to be careful and have someone that, got, that has your back. Someone that is a mentor to you, a mentor to you as well. But like Isabel said, and I also saw that I want to put emphasis on it, be careful, be careful, be careful. The Lord has a husband for you. He has already chosen a husband for you. Be careful. You will know when it's him. Be careful. So bless you, dear. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. You will have dreams, visions like never before. You will, be, you will have heavenly visitations in your bedroom at night. The dreams will increase. The visions will increase. And you will even hear the audible voice of God. I don't know if you have already heard him audibly, but you will hear him audibly, and you will get to know him deeper and deeper and deeper. So bless you, dear in Jesus' name. Is he your daughter? Oh, okay.
Father, I thank you for this couple, and I thank you, Father, for the many sacrifices. I saw many stepping stones that you have walked on, the transition of stepping stones and lots of changes and changes and changes, many winds that have blown. And I heard the Lord saying, he is bringing you now into a place of where you will rest from the winds, rest from the changes. Things are going to become a bit more predictable that which will be good. It's going to feel like now we know the path we are in and you I saw rails on the sides that you will not be you know, wobbly in the way. Not that you are wobbly, the path at times can be wobbly. That's what I means. What I mean when you walk on the stepping stones, you know, from one to another and you know Hoping and trusting and hoping and trusting and believing and hoping and trusting. But I heard the Lord saying, He is going to bring you now into a place of receiving, 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 receiving when you are givers, 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 and you have been givers all throughout your lives. And I heard the Lord saying, You are rescuers in His kingdom. He's going to increase more and more that rescuing ability to be the ones that He calls, like the 911 people, to come in time of emergency. You are very reliable. And people know you are reliable. They can call on you and you answer. You are ready in season and out and out of season. It isn't conditional, but you are ready and you are willing. You are also mighty intercessors, both of you. And you stand, you are different in many ways, you know, in how things flow, but the anointings are the same. And the giftings are very similar, just at times they manifest a bit differently. And brother, they were saying he's going to increase advice and the word of advice, the word of counsel, you are going to become the sound, the voice of reason, the sound of reason in times of confusion, in times of nonsense, in times of uh, stupidity. You are going to be the voice of reason that comes at that moment, and man, you will stop the storms, you will speak to the winds and the storms. What I heard the Lord saying, He is releasing within you the word of command, and you are going to see that word of command coming with such power and might that is going to be the kind that causes things to happen, the creative word of God that is going to flow from you, and you are going to be the one that comes without. Uh, Causing suspicion many times to be the ones when this is for both of you that you come and people will not suspect and say, you know, yeah, but we some people say we need the big guns, you know, and you guys come and they will say, but we needed big guns, and you know, watch out, you are the surprise that comes, you know, like 007. He comes to do one thing, but he has this, you know, power behind him. He can do anything he wants to do and has to be done. You know how to get things done. And you will get things done at any time. Dear, there are visitations and visitations and visitations coming for you. God wants you to know, dear, you are very, very important. You are very important, not just to him. You are very important to many people. And God wants you to know, dear, you have an amazing worth and an amazing value. And there were times when that was not appreciated. And there were times when you were told unkind things. And I heard the Lord saying, he is coming to visit some areas of the spring of your life. And he is coming to bring life 
joy and restoration. He's restoring the spring of your life, dear. And he is going to give you new wings, for they were, your wings were clipped. But the Lord says, dear, do not look at your clipped wings, but look at the beautiful wings he is going to place on you. And I saw those wings being placed on you, and they were multicolored when they opened up. And I heard the Lord saying, dear, you are not the least of the bunch, but you are very important to not just to him, like I said, but to many around you and to many in your life, dear. You make a difference. I saw visitation in your kitchen. I saw angels with you. There are two angels in your ki in your kitchen, and they're there all the time, and they watch over you and they listen to you, and they're never going to depart from you. I saw the song. I heard the songs of angels, and I saw you listening to them. Your ears are going to be open to hear and see more miracles and supernatural things that you have ever seen. As a comfort for your heart, a lot of comfort in your heart. And dear, I heard the Lord saying, He will turn your pumpkins into carriages for you. And you're going to stand there saying, look what the Lord has done with excitement and new, and new joy coming. And Father, I thank you for this too. And I thank you, Father, for provision. I saw vacations for you guys. And I heard the Lord saying, there is going to be an increase of resources, an increase of time, an increase of vision coming for you, an expectation and a time for you guys also is going to come, to be built into that. Like I said earlier, you are givers, but you are going to become more also receivers and I saw both hands of God, you know, and you have seen the hand of God that takes sometimes, and we get used kind of to, we kind of get used to that hand, but I saw then the other hand being stretched, and that's the God, hand that gives and gives, and I saw the hand, now one pulled back, and the other one came, and the, the taking hand, and pulled back a bit, and the giving hand stretched out a bit more, and I heard the Lord saying there are rewards coming for you, and rewards that are going to come in faith, rewards that will come in uh, material things, in relational things, relational relationship, you're going to be rewarded in relationships, you will also, there's a restoration in the area of relationships, but you are also going to see uh, rewards coming for you as gifts from God, and that is when I saw vacations and fun. You know, vacations and fun and enjoyment. There is a lot of enjoyment that will come into your lives and even vacations in the form of a cruise. <laughs> Bless you guys. Let's just say, yay, God. Let's just, just, just bless the Lord right now. Lord, we just thank you. What a joy it is to be in your presence. What a joy it is to be together as a family, that tonight was a family night in our region. And we just say, be it unto us according to the words. We just thank you, Lord, that you're going to multiply rest tonight. 
We thank you, Lord God, that every word that's spoken is now. We just come into agreement with the now. Yeah. It's permission to say now. Yeah. Come on, to say it with me now. Now. Yeah, so Jesus, just have your way tonight. Not as they rest well and continue to prepare them for just this weekend, but also even beyond, Lord God. And we just pray, Lord, over the hearts and the minds of every person that's going to come this weekend, Lord God. Lord, that they would be able to fully receive what you're saying and what you're doing and what you're releasing. And Lord, even as we are the hearts, Lord God, we just say the land, when Isabel kept talking about the land is ready, Lord God, we're ready and we just, we just declare the land is ready to receive everything that you're going to release. And the land, I just also hear the Lord says the land is ready to give up what it's supposed to give up, which is the harvest. So we just thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.